You are listening to the Stronger Business Podcast. Please welcome our very special guest, Katie Jacobs, founder and owner of Cheeky Peach here in Athens, Georgia, as we discuss how scaling your business may only be just a piece of the puzzle. And with that, I will turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. I am super pumped today. We have a freaking rock star guest. She has built an amazing business, continuing to build other things, offering all sorts of value to entrepreneurs and business owners. Her accolades, I could spend the whole episode talking about all the different places of involvement and things that she's accomplished. Um, But my goodness, let's just dive in and learn from the amazing Katie Jacobs. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. We are pumped to be here. And and this is, I mean, for for me, for Josh, like, I mean, again, this is like one-on-one consulting for us. You're like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Free consulting. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. Before I'll you send it. us an invoice, it's free consulting. Man, entrepreneurship, oh, customer experience, social. <laughs> there's so many different ways you've you've leveraged and figure out how to win in business and, and how to put it all together to grow an amazing brand and business and, and everything there. It's, it's been awesome to watch and one of the coolest things we have in town. It's, it's fantastic. I appreciate that. Thank you. How did it... Give us just a little bit of background. How did it all start? Like, how did you end up with, in Cheeky Peach and yeah. go in this direction? I graduated, like so many people, at a time just before very uncertain times. I graduated in mm-hmm. 2005. And I went uh, quickly into a career that I, I was a journalism and photojournal, photo, photojournalism and magazine journalism major. And when I graduated, I was thinking I wanted to go into some kind of fashion photography. I started working with someone who was into magazines. Um, It was a group, um, full disclosure, it was all men. And I had a really bad experience as a female working with all men. It was Mm -hmm. um, just really demoralizing um, Mm -hmm. and degrading. And I really fell out of love in the first year with something that I came out of school just feeling so much passion. And I thought this was a foot in the door for magazines. And... um, and having this career that I'd always dreamt about. In fact, I pulled out an old diary. We're cleaning out for a renovation, and I pulled out an old diary, and I found uh, be a photographer for Vogue magazine. That was like in college. That was that was the goal. And um, so I really regrouped, and I ended up working a series of really strange jobs. Like I was doing photography on the side. I was working as a stringer for a couple different papers. They would call me for assignments. And then I would work odd jobs and I like some unmentionable odd jobs. Um, and, and, but I learned so much from them, like answering phones. I hate to yeah. say this for a personal injury attorney. I was so broke. I needed money oh, I and I was running. Imagine like the 10, incoming calls for that thing. It was the absolute best training for what I do now. <laughs> I had to hear people, what they were really trying to say, and I learned people just want to be heard. Oh, and yeah. in customer service and sales, if you can learn to hear people, 
you can, I mean, sky's the limit, right? So, so the anyway, best worst job you ever took then, it sounds oh like. Oh my gosh. And I still, like, I hold that job weirdly in such high esteem. And honestly, I think the, att- <laughs> I know, I know. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward, I got a job. I was like, I really want to give this, you know, fashion thing a try. And I, I just, I, it's like what I'm so passionate about. It's always been, I've been reading fashion magazines some, since I'm a little girl. And so I, um, started selling jewelry and going to trade shows and I it was like a hit man it was like a drug it was like I had found my drug and it was retail it was selling oh you loved it like right from the start oh it was like getting into a trade show environment fast paced and um I was doing what's called cash and carry and you know people are just throwing cat and you're just I mean everything is just moving at this crazy chaotic pace and I started to think you know maybe I could do this in in own a boutique and I talked to a former I was on the equestrian team at Georgia called a former teammate who had started a fabulous shoe boutique out of Macon Georgia called Head Over Heels it's still like the thing in Macon and she's just incredible and she gave me some wonderful advice and sort of mentored me through the opening process and in 2010 which was like and talk about people saying you're a complete moron and idiot. <laughs> like, what are you doing starting a business now? Right. I mean, I had people, industry, brilliant people in the industry who quite literally told me I was a moron <laughs> and scared me. But I learned a lot from that, too. And um, I opened in 2010, and um, it was gangbusters um, from the start. So I, and my my whole, and it's still, I had a morning meeting this morning talking about it, my whole foundation is built on connecting people with products that I'm passionate about and customer experience and it's it's made me really successful so so was that the was that that was like the 10 minute oh that was like trying to condense amazing like how do we do the condensed version yes (laughs) I I cannot imagine all the other things you could add into it in details along the way sure struggles and successes oh my god yeah but you're that point compact right there with kind of giving us the the Cliff Notes version of your sure. story, but there's still like tons of wisdom packed into it. Uh, was the selling the jewelry, was that your first like entrepreneurship adventure or did, or did you do something before that as far as the, the cash and carry business? You're talking about? No, I, I mean, I was working as a freelance photographer. I was doing weddings on my own. Okay. I, I, my dad's an entrepreneur. My father-in-law's an entrepreneur. Um, I, you know, it's, I think it's in the blood and I just, I knew from the, that series of odd jobs that when you go into other people's businesses, and I'm sure you, I know you guys do this, you see inefficiencies and you look at the talent working there and how inefficiently things are being, you're just going, you're pulling your hair out. And I think I've always known that leadership was in me. And I just saw like, why aren't you using this person? Or why aren't you using me? I'm sitting here telling mm-hmm. you. I can do this and and you're not working efficiently. You kind of are like, okay, maybe I could do this. If this guy could do this, I could do this, you know? So you start to, that bug starts to really, you know, kind of get loud in your ear. We know that feeling so well as far as in like when you approach somebody and you see like everything that's wrong about how they're doing their business. Me and Chad experience that every time we walk into each other's offices. I'm sure. I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> I, I, will, I have feedback. I will say like, <laughs> every like sideline business or business I've ever started has been around that same thing of, of seeing like, I can do this better. Like, there's opportunity here. This isn't sure. being 
harness correctly. I think I can do this better. I think we can build something better than this. And Chad that. interviewed builders to build his house. And in the process of doing it, said, ah, I can do it better. And started oh, his own yeah. construction company and built his own house. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because they had I some crazy it. models that didn't make sense. And I'm like, this, I love that. I was, like, this, I was like, this sucks for the customer. Yes. I was like, who would ever do this? Oh, my gosh. Like, we could, I could... I'll do this myself, and if I'm going to do it, I'll, I've got the knowledge now, and we must. Yeah, and the guy was he was too frugal to invest in himself from <laughs> the standpoint of buying the books to learn. He just like went and borrowed books from Barnes and Noble and drank <laughs> coffee, invested in coffee, and That's reading books great. about a bill. I have a question for you around that because watching the business grow and adapt, um, I've been here since the late '90s, and and I've been in business here since 2003. Yeah. So the timeline lines up somewhere, and watching. Uh, cheeky peach grow it seems like you have an, an amazing ability to adapt to adapt the business around technology and social and different unique ways to keep it growing and and morphing in the different areas that make it successful is that something from a again from a knowledge and opportunity standpoint you see that and love learning and figuring that stuff out or is that how have you like been able to adapt so much and how you do things a little different than most other people in your industry sure well let's be clear i'm not a scale person okay. i like i have never wanted to be a mid-major okay. i have never wanted to sit in an office and have meetings upon meetings i'm a i'm a customer facing i like getting my hands dirty kind of person and i would add to that um I think you have to know that about yourself before you go into that kind of growth because it's really easy, especially in entrepreneurship, to get sidetracked by that glittery, shiny word scale. And I have gotten sidetracked before and I've made mistakes and lost money getting sidetracked. So, you know, that's first and foremost. So this growth has really been, you know, I would say a slow dime kind of mm-hmm. growth. Um, I've never been a fast nickel person. and. I think at times it's, you know, it's cost a pretty penny to do the right thing, which I think we all know too. But I I thrive in chaos and adaptation is something that's, of course, the biggest challenge in entrepreneurship. But I also love the analytical side of it and like getting together with like-minded friends for coffee and going, wow, this is like this, you know – big issue I'm dealing with in in a big pain point in seeing this next level leveling up to here. And and I've had growth, yes. It's been my kind of growth. And um so in that leveling up, those challenges, I think I am really good at ad- adapting and I love change. Like I'm a person I just I thrive in chaos and change and um it's just what I enjoy doing. And I think any entrepreneur sort of has that weird, I don't know. Do you guys have that? Well, there's something I think a lot of entrepreneurs have. It's almost is, a curse for me. Yeah, I mean, I, well, yeah. we can talk about your limitations on a, a podcast series. <laughs> well, as entrepreneurs, we like, to, we like to fix problems, right? Like that's the whole thing right. is like we want to do something that I think it's awesome, Katie, that from day one for you, you, you were able to chase an entrepreneur vision that was following your passion. You're pursuing passion. You said, like, I love connecting people with with products that I'm passionate about. I think also sometimes as an entrepreneur, we just see a problem like, like you said earlier, walk into an office, like, I could do that better. And so we create a business out of it. But I think because of that, like, I, I would agree with you. I think most entrepreneurs, they, like, thrive in chaos. And somehow it's like, I want to bring order to this chaos. 
right? right. So we're going to make it a system. Yeah. We're going to put it in order. But at the same time, once we put it in order, we're like, hey, where's the, is there, where's the freaking fire at? All the fires have been put out. I need another one. It's like, well, that's just what we do. We're drawn to the fire. feel like we need to put it out. Yes. And I think it's really cool that you have seemed early in your journey to know more what you wanted. So from the standpoint of your the vision for what you wanted to create in your business. Yeah, and I know so, you said there impressive. might have been time yeah. to get off track, but everything in business is like scale, grow, bigger, right? Yeah. And it seems like, well, no, I want to be able to still interact with people because I'm passionate about showcasing a product to somebody that sure. I think can make a difference for them. So I think from a vision standpoint, I'd love to ask you that. Like, was it from day one you knew, like, I'm going to keep it like this and not try to have 50 stores all across the country and be meeting the meeting, the meeting, the meeting? Or did that evolve over time? Walk us through kind of what your what your vision was long term for Cheeky Peach when you're getting started, which, by the way, this is also kind of a little clue here. Two things. One was that uh, the thing you said about the, the injury attorney. Robert Kiyosaki says this thing is like, well, you're early in your career, just work jobs to learn skills. A, a and once you're bored, move on. Because you said it's so cool. And the same thing for me, I was a telemarketer, right? I owned a used car dealership oh, yeah. and a title oh pond business at one point. So I can match your injury attorney. But when you look at it, you wow. kind of make sense. I think you're raising me. <laughs> when you when you look at you, you're like, yeah, I can see you going to the used car dealership. Oh I can gosh. see that. Oh, I, I crushed that. it. You did it really oh, good, I'm good. sure. That good hair and that smile, I'm sure you crushed it in that business. Yeah. But no, the other part of it is that, you know, that there, there is that transition point of being able to like get some skills and develop that and kind of moving on to the next thing. But it's just so easy to get caught up in all of the stuff we hear about again, trying to make everything massive. And when you start your business, you typically start it because <clears throat> there's something you want to achieve through it. But then once you start it, it's really easy again, the entrepreneur curse to start like fire fixing or chasing what everybody else is doing. <laughs> And get caught up in other people's dreams, kind of lose sight of your own. Oh, yeah. It seems like you've been able to stay pretty true to your passion. Again, I know you're not perfect with it. Yeah. But talk to us about that. Like, how did that evolve for you from the, that vision casting? Sure. And I remember those days, by the way, Boulevard Magazine back in the day, YPN. I met you know YPN yeah. in that time period, right? And seeing kind of the scale. That was the pre-social media. It really was. It was like just starting like, to kind of catch us before Facebook. They would Facebook just say, was just starting yeah. and there were no business pages. No, it was like, what are you th- what are you thinking about right now? You Whatever had to have it like is, a college know? address to get on Facebook. <laughs> no, if you look back at Facebook and you see your statuses from that many years ago, you're like, that is stupid. But it was like oh gosh, asking you what are you thinking about right now. Oh yeah, and you can delete that stuff, Katie. I do it all the time. Do but that. but the, keeping that vision though, like stand true to your vision again. How sure. were you able to kind of craft that over time? So the purpose has to drive the plan. And I always go back to the purpose. And I think year two is always that year for entrepreneurs where like year one, you are nose to the grindstone, just like, you know, trying to make it work. And if you're good, you know, if, if you can reach that a successful first year, whatever that looks like for you. You get to year two and you kind of like bring your head up and you look around and that's dangerous um, mm. in some ways. I, agree with I that. think you have, it's this really weird tightrope that we walk of knowing and understanding competition, but not becoming envious of the competition or uh, too curious because it can really take you off of 
your course and your path. And you have to, I think, always remember why you got into something. Like what what got me into this in the first place? When I got into this, I was just so happy to have 900 square feet in downtown Athens. It was on Hall Street at the time. And now I just, it's weird to, and I say this, like it's very strange to have someone come up at me, to me at the trade show and like, I just love you. Like, <laughs> I only have 27,000 followers. I'm not that cool, you know? But it's weird and it's cool. And it's also just like, I think just I've always been really true to being a goofball, to just being a little weird, to just going in and you kind of have to not care a little. And um, it's so hard, especially, gosh, I mean, I think social media has really probably led a lot of entrepreneurs. I think we're lucky to start when we started. If I started now, I think I would be just comparing and comparison mm. is such a thief of joy because your because your competition right now is so much closer to you than it was when you guys started You're so right? right Josh. so you can see because you can follow every competitor you have mm-hmm. and you can yes. watch them 24 7 day yeah you have an insight to their their success and everybody's successful yeah on that's, Instagram. The, that's the thing mm-hmm. every everybody on every level i think starting out for us we were competing with the person down the street yeah like we you're didn't right. know anything about anybody else. Now sure. you're competing with truly billionaires you're following yeah. and seeing on yes. social. I mean, be, back in the day. Pretending to be millionaires. And you sure. were just competing with Crazy Al's dealership I mean, down I, the street. I, I, didn't have, I didn't have a whole lot of I competition. I want to hear off this I want to hear more about that. There, it feels it feels like we could all talk about oh, our I jobs learned, over hey, a beer. I learned a lot. Yes, we're we're, go, we're gonna have a, that's like a, the a follow up <laughs> over drinks and uh, our early that's, days. Those are the real stories. Those are real yeah. stories. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. I will say, circling back to those real stories, I have learned something already today that I will never forget. I'm going to steal it. Number one, number two, I'm never going to forget it, and it is going to change my life of reminding myself this you i have never heard this before you said slow dime fast nickel oh yeah yeah and that is like the most relevant and amazing thing i have ever heard because i will i will still 20 years later try to chase a fast nickel and screw up like yeah. the long game the slow dime and so i have to constantly like in my head like reel myself in from that absolutely my, my husband's my business partner and he is always you know you we get hairbrain. Like, I'll. In fact, your home building, when I was in my, I've renovated like five times my store. I mean, one time it was so bad. My, the, the contractor who shall remain, remain nameless. Um, I appreciate you looking out for Chad like that. Left, I, I know. <laughs> you want to call him out on his own show. Um, left for three, we had a three and a half week window to do an enormous project. We planned the whole thing and this person left town went abroad (laughs) and had a lighting plan that was from two renovations prior. Suffice to say, I I was cleaning out my Google Docs and I found a business plan that I like like, I was like, I can do this. I'm gonna do it better. And my husband was like, I think you need to slow down. You're pregnant and you're building out in three weeks. You need to stop with a business plan. Hey Katie Jacobs construction sounds pretty good though. That sounds that has a ring to it. You know, I'd follow that on Instagram. I'll tell you, you've always been good about helping reel me in on this. I remember like when you talk about construction specifically, dude, this is probably like eight, ten years ago. It I was doing a little bit of construction then. Um it's just kind of stayed active for the last, I don't know, fifteen years um on the construction side. And I was looking at 
doing a renovation, a commercial renovation for somebody over by Home Depot. And I was like, man, this is a 30 day renovation. I was like, I can do this and I can make like 10 grand. And I was like, I'm gonna make 10 grand in 30 days. Like that's good. And you, you were like, why would you do that? And I was like, dude, I can make 10 grand kind of back to the fast nickel. And you're like, but yeah, but what if you took that? I mean, you're probably going to spend a hundred hours on this. What if you took that same hundred hours and put it into something that was going to make you like a thousand dollars a month forever? Right. And that's like, you've always had a better insight right. into that yes. slow dime. Than it's I'll, good to have those people checking. Yeah. You. Like I'll move and like chase stuff pretty quick right. and figure out how to leverage like hey the man. more immediate side. You're welcome. Yeah, I remember that. It stuck with me. You, you owe him at least <laughs> yeah. a meal. All right. I'm going to go off track one more time. Yes. And then we're going to reel this thing back in. Since we're hey, let me cut you off real quick though, before you go off track. No, I want to no, say this. The, pad, the, the purpose has to drive the plan. Off. You said that a minute ago. And I promise you, it'll show up on social media later today as if I said it. Josh no, Belton. You better the per, not. The purpose is to you. drop the plan. Oh, you I'll just, tag you in it. You just wait. I'm going to have like a whole coaching program around, like slow down fast. All right, go ahead with your derailing of us. Wow, I definitely going to need a cut of all of these ventures. Uh, yeah, we can work that out. We will. Yeah, we'll figure stuff out there. So back to, since we're talking about construction and you're talking about some, some good things and bad things in the renovation side, I am pretty sure I've seen on social do you have a roll-up garage door in your living room? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is, like, the most amazing thing I think ever. I'm the, is it as amazing as I think it it's is? It's the most yummy, epic thing in the world. And the weirdest thing, I have one at my store, too. No way. So I have a roll-up, like, oh yeah, garage door yeah, at my store and at my house. Is that why you did it at your house? You're like, I love this at the store. I'm putting it at the house. I didn't build the house. The house is like a totally uh, weird. Oh, that was, a, that was already there? The house is the craziest oh, story. I'm How I purchased, like it's the weirdest. I commented, the the lovely uh, woman I bought, we bought our home from, I commented on her photo from her Thanksgiving of her house two years to the day that I went under contract. I was like, where is this cool Airbnb? And she was like, this is my house. I looked back two years later, I went under contract on it. Oh, that's great. Hey, I love stuff like that. By is the way. that not the weirdest, oh, creepiest so awesome. thing? Yeah. So cool. Almost as creepy as going what your house looks like from <laughs> Random <laughs> podcast. Or 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 like that didn't happen. No, it, it's, it's, it's yummy and I highly recommend it, especially in the South where we have it up on like Christmas day. It's just oh, yeah. the coolest. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yes. All right, back okay. on track Sorry, here. Let's back on track. But I love to that. I interrupted you to say the purpose has to drive the plan, and that was the thing you wanted to talk about in this podcast. That's it's the role really of the But me. you know what? I agree with it. It is kind of a cool idea. So I'm glad you interrupted us yeah. in regards to that. All right, Katie. You mentioned when we when you started out your business, like social media, it was there, but it wasn't what it is today. Like Instagram didn't exist. I don't think at that point in time, Facebook was limited. Like so, you weren't going out on social media as a business and trying to like grow your brand or any of those types of things. But you and your business over the years, you have been successful in being able to communicate about what Cheeky Peach, who Cheeky Peach is, what it does, the products you sell. And to me, I, I'm like, man, you do a better job of building like, I say your brand, but you're like the culture of your organization through that so well, because you're just like authentically yourself with doing this. Could you walk us through a little bit of that? Because I know people are going to look you up and they're going to be like, man, this is awesome what she's doing yeah. on social media. Can you walk us through that journey? Because you mentioned right before we went live, too, you, you think there's some shifts coming yeah. to social media and how it pertains to business. You know, I I spend my summers in the mountains, like completely unplugged, totally like being analog, like not. Um, and I 
I always get this really great perspective. And I would say that every three to five years, there's a big shift in a business as a business owner. Um, And I think you have to embrace that shift. For me right now, I'm really consciously having a lot of conversations around social media and how we are going to use it moving forward in a really crowded space, right? Josh, you were saying that, sorry, sorry, that um, you're, it, it was, we were competing with our neighbors quite little, and now your neighbor is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or in Alberta, Canada. And I think what I fear as a woman is, I see I, I see things that make me nervous. I have a lot of female employees and I've started to really worry about the backlash of social media on mental on the mental health of women around me, of everybody. I mean, and I think I'm starting to really be um I'm just thinking a lot about that. And my purpose has to drive my plan, right? My purpose has always been to connect my community with products I'm passionate about. So if I go back to that and I say, am I doing right by my community by buying into influencer culture, which by the way, I'm notoriously anti. If I am buying into um, this, this just straight consumerism, if I'm buying into all of this, am I remaining true to why I got into this? And the answer is a big resounding no. And in, um, I went on, I'm training for a half. Oh, Finally, yes. you and I have talked about that yes, on social. Yes, we have. And I did my long run on Sunday and it just hit me like lightning bolt. I never run with, I'm just like total clarity when I run. And it just hit me. I was like, this is a new pathway, right? I'm listening to podcasts about, about you know, how the, the mental health of people who are analog is so much better than people who are so addicted. And I'm really like, I'm thinking, like, how do I make Cheeky Peach analog on social media? I know that's like the dumbest, it's a complete, first of all, it's, it's um, it makes no sense. The little mind-blown emoji. That just Man. happened to me. It was but like, just second like inspiring. Of all, yeah. But this second is... of all, I my purpose, right, is to enrich my community. And I I need to make sure I'm doing that. So anyway, this is like very, you know, I think, you know, I'm coming at it from a from a 30,000 foot view. Sure. But I want to make sure that everything I'm doing, I look back on my career and I'm really proud of it. And I think if I'm helping my community feel better about themselves through the clothing styling, and yesterday we had a big talk about it, and then I went on and I talked about go into your closet. Let's source your clothing, right? I don't want to sell you something you have 50 oh, yeah. of. That, that helps nobody. And then we lose trust. Go into your closet. I'm going to show you what everyone loves this buzzword, a capsule collection. I want you to find staples. I want you to find pieces that you're going to have for 20 years. I cleaned my closet out last weekend. Here are, I, and I put in my notes app, 20 items every everybody needs in their closet. And then I went through and I talked about them. Here's the thing. People don't give enough credence or credit to loyalty and how you can sell things just by educating people. Yeah. So these are all the things, quite honestly, that in this shift right now, this this new iteration of social media for Cheeky Peach are all, you know, in my head that I'm rumbling around with, that I'm hoping to sort of 
rebuild a team out of and I'm super excited about it it just feels right it feels like the next chapter and we had so much success over the last five years that was very accidental in social media and building this incredible um, social commerce experience that felt totally experimental and um, I'm ready for the next chapter I think this is so authentic and to what you want and not getting caught up in chasing the scale because I don't know, I, I see, and this is, I fall into this tremendously from an entrepreneur standpoint. And I think most of us do that you've been able to, to be able to stay out of and really stay true to what you want as a passion and a purpose. Most people are trying to figure out how to leverage social media to sell more or to scale or to make more money because they they get hung up in that, how do I have enough money to open another store? How do I have enough money to have a better website, to sell more in this format or this this platform? And it sounds like you don't let yourself go there. You know what you want. You know the size and the level you want to be. And so you're not feeling that stress or pressure or justifying more sales, more sales, more sales by just coming back to authentically what you want and who you are and your purpose and your passion. Right. Um, and I'm just so inspired by how you're able to do that when everything else and almost everybody else pushes in the other direction. <sighs> yeah. I I think it's taken me a long time to feel this secure. Uh-huh. Um, there was, I lost a lot of money following the pathway that everybody else was doing and taking really bad advice that made no sense for me. Um. So I think I have security based on a record of success around this. Uh We opened our Atlanta store a month before I had my third son last year, which, again, everyone's like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Why? And it just was everything was right place, right time. It had a really good – the space was just delicious. It was just like I walked in. I was like, "Mm, feels like a warm hug. Love it. Um, the right person and and my husband and I said if everything doesn't fall in line we're out everything has to fall in line our brands all have to have distribution we have to get the perfect employee one of my former employees who's incredible I mean she's just she's a, a genius with how she connects with people and her styling abilities um and you know just the space the lease the the landlord wanted to interview me it was so funny I don't know if I can I cut it if I can't say it but he's very <laughs> old school buckhead and yes. we go this is a total meander and we go he wants to he wants to talk to me and he's <laughs> he's in a lovely um elderly gentleman and we meet and he says well I looked at your website badass this badass that <laughs> and I said well I said sir I said I want you to know we are undergoing <laughs> a complete website renovation, which we actually were. We were changing things up. But I was like, but yes, that is that is who I am. That's that's part of my brand. And he loved it. He was like, my wife's my business partner. She's a real pistol. You know, and I'm thinking, my heart's like, oh my God, I'm going to lose this space because I have badass on my website. Um, so anyway, it just... Josh, I completely forgot your point, but or your question. But to make my point, I, I just, um, you know, everything has to feel right, and you just use that gut. You know, I think for anyone who's starting a business or questioning, what is your gut screaming at you? Listen to it. Yeah, I think for most of us, we're more like, how do we make this work? And it sounds like you're on the other side of that. If everything lines up, 
we will go this direction. That's and a we luxury. Feel like this will this will work. Yeah, it's well, a luxury at this point. That yeah. And you said that you said that you've gotten to the point where you have the security. Yes. Right. So Built and a you're lot not, of security. Yeah, you're not talking about a fortress around you. You're talking about like, look, Katie Jacobs on the inside, mental, emotional, spiritual. You're like, hey, I'm. I'm okay with who I am and what I'm doing. Right. And so I don't have to make every decision and, and chase everybody else. Like I could do the make the decisions that I believe are right for yourself and for what you stated your purpose was, which by the way, too, as you're saying, as you're going through and having this podcast episode, the alignment that you have to me stands out. And the way that you're telling us about processing decisions with what your mission is, as you've stated it here. I mean, you just have so many things that like, you know why you do what you do. Yes. And oftentimes as entrepreneurs, again, we get lost in like the building of the business, which the the business is just supposed to be a tool to get us from point A to point B. Like, you know, like we're trying to achieve something with this business. We get so fixated on the business that like it becomes like our life or our boss. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you're at that point where you're making decisions that are, that are guiding you toward who you are as a person and what your personal mission and vision is. And you're leveraging the company for those things. Again, impact the purpose, the purpose has to drive the plan. And you love, you know, your passion, you're passionate about fashion and connecting your community with products that you're passionate about. And even the way that you're doing it again, thinking about like, this is known to be an effective way of selling products online, but I don't like what social media collectively is doing to people. And so we're going to change how we, some people would say that's crazy. Don't you no, Katie? It's working. Don't change it. You're like, no, no, no. We're gonna shift how we're doing this because I'm because you care about your people. You care about your clients. Right. That's awesome. Huge. When we took our website down, we had a fully functioning website. Um, it was in twenty. Uh, we took it down. I think in 2018, 2017. Uh, no, earlier than that. It's been. What is what year is it? (laughs) Anyway, we we took our website down at a time that everyone was building websites and it was a I hated it. I hated it. I'm not an SEO person. I don't want to sit and track people's behavior. I want to track their behavior in my store. I want to I want to that's the psychology that's interesting to me. So anyway, we took our website down and we went full force into social selling and our sales skyrocketed. I mean, we were up 40%, then 60%. I mean, just staggering numbers from website to like three people drafting orders. It was, it was a, it, I, I mean, I just don't, I can't even, I don't have words for it. It was bizarre. That's shocking. Well, what we found out that for years, tracking people's behavior and trying to push them here and there on this website and maybe we start a subscription box they just wanted to talk to us mm. they just yeah. wanted to have a conversation that was it and that solved the whole problem and then our sales they went crazy you uh, know question for you there yeah so i agree with you i think in all the scale all the websites the online the efficiencies the software it's become where people just want to have a conversation. They want to be able to get in touch with somebody and have sure. a conversation, learn and talk and have a community around what they're buying and what they're doing. How do you, did you have to make a change to make those numbers work? So did, did your prices have to adapt to be able to have the ability or the time or pay for the staff to have the time to have conversations with people? Or is that kind of just always worked in your format of what you were building and how the business was growing? So think about a website and what goes into one photo on a website. You've got a full-time, we had a full-time uh, graphic designer, photographer, yeah. a gaggle of models, a full warehouse staff, a, uh, an operations manager, an inventory manager, and a marketing manager. We got rid of 
all of that. And, and I'm not saying I got rid of. It just happened in a way that was so organic. I had employee leave for another great opportunity. I had an employee move. Like an employee went back to France. Like it all just sort of fell away and I just let it fall. Like I just yeah. let it fall away. And when it all fell away and the day, oh, it was such a good day that we hit delete on the website. Oh, it just made me so happy. Um, and that is the and, most riskiest thing I have ever heard it's in It's stupid. Business. People were like, what are you doing, you moron? I don't know <laughs> anybody like, in the, the world that would life. advise like, this is going to be a great <laughs> oh, decision. God, I couldn't wait to do it. it. I couldn't oh, wait to do amazing. it. And I hired on, you know, just a couple people and we just immediately started to see this reaction. It was, and listen, the first time I had that reaction, my son was colicky. I was in the store. I was like, what is this weird Facebook Live thing? I popped off. Complete happy accident. And we did more in sales that day from this goofy Facebook Live where I just was <laughs> testing the waters than we did on our online. So immediately I was like, okay, we have like not proof of concept day one, but it was just like, there's something really yummy here that people are reacting to in a very real way, and it's the authenticity. It's exactly mm. what made me successful in the store, and I'm a goofball forever letting, mm. not letting the purpose drive the plan, right? I got greedy, for sure. I was like, I can go online. Look at all these people doing it. Look at, you know, I can, you know, I can have a, you know, a second home, and, you know, and I yeah. just, woo, and, ooh, Boy, did I lose. I lost at that table, you know? Yeah. But then I, I really made up for it. And it's made me make such great decisions moving forward. When you lose, you know, a significant chunk of change being a being a goofball, you, you kind of figure it out quicker. Yeah, and you, even that you're saying too, like chasing something different than the authentic you, right? You're, again, that's that competition thing. Oh, other people have this and I can scale this way and get that. Oh, yeah. And the reality is that this is one of my like favorite Bible verses. It essentially says like, Hey, what, what's it profit for you if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? And we lose our soul when we're starting to like chase other people's dreams, chasing oh, other people. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So when we start and compare ourselves to everybody else, we're losing ourselves. Like the way to be the most successful version of ourselves is to be true to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I, I love that too. Like you realize from doing one Facebook live, like, hold on a second. There's something here. And I seem, I'm don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like maybe you were like, this feels right. Yeah. Like, let's, a million let's look into this. This feels more like who we are versus. For sure. Because again, being authentic, showing up and being who you are versus building this like mastermind, Wizard of Oz, man behind the curtain system to drive people, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. going this way or that way on a website. Say, no, we're just going to show up and we're going to be who we are. And like, you're probably going to buy from us if you like us. Yeah. Because you feel connected. Yes. And I, I think I would caution, you know, any entrepreneur who's really, because there are, I just think it's so easy to get lost on that journey and I still have days where I feel lost and you know for sure I think I'm sounding very I'm sounding very put together today I'm very proud of myself you bring it <laughs> yeah, you're crushing this podcast though. no but well, maybe the best podcast I, oh, we've ever recorded <gasps> wow it may become real you may start it on podcast oh, tomorrow <laughs> she realized this is it probably gonna be able to find us tomorrow <laughs> we're not gonna have any websites <laughs> I'm shutting everything down I'm going to the mountains for three months I love it um yeah I don't you know I don't I just think it's easy. It's easy to meander away from like what what's really important. And and I think there's also that shiny glittery word scale. You know, it's a really great way to lose your tail. Like you can mm. lose your, you know, oh, you can lose your fortune that way. Yes. And I think one thing when I speak to entrepreneurship classes specifically, I say, don't discount owning a small business. You know, I'm a small business. I can do what I want. I have a really great lifestyle. And 
it's taken a lot of hard work and like we were talking about a lot of saying no to a lot of things for pretty much my entire 30s not yeah. going to anything not you know having friendships suffer having relationships suffer um you know not i my first son i i have a lot of regrets about the way that i spent his first two years um and i look back and i've learned a lot but you know at the end of the day i'm at a point where i pretty much take a month and a half off every summer and I go do exactly what I want to do and I've gotten myself into that position and it's been very intentional getting here and it's been always the goal was to but listen I don't I can go Airbnb a house at the beach I don't have to own one you know it's just Mm -hmm. like I think and again we see and, and we see and we want and we we just lust for what other people have and I think again going back to that point of social media it's so dangerous and I just I think we really have to find and I'm not good at it every day and I've really been going more analog but just we've got to find that joy and in what we're doing and I think it's just really easy as entrepreneurs to chase that you know chase that wild rabbit and it's just it's not always a good thing yeah I love it I Interesting thing, you talk about the customer experience side and adapting to things differently and the, the just frustration and lack of enjoyment around a website and all the things that came on the back end of that. You, you pivoted and kind of flipped the script. I think most business owners and entrepreneurs, especially early on, is trying so hard to chase the customer. You're using the website, you're using SEO, you're you are trying to track down and chase the customer, but you seem to somehow flipped it where the customer is coming after you. The, the customer is chasing you at that point in your business and what you're providing and the, <coughs> excuse me, the knowledge and the environment to shop in a different way. And, and I think that's an interesting approach to business that a lot of people miss is if if you're spending all your time trying to figure out how to chase the customer and not figuring out how to build a product or a brand or a service or a business where the customer is coming to you because it's such an awesome experience and value, then then you're kind of missing the point of being able to build something really cool and awesome that yeah. doesn't have to rely on the latest, greatest pivot, change, technology, spend, adapt uh, in the software and social trends that we see so much. We're talking about being real and authentic right now, right? And I just noticed on your Starbucks cup, it says the name Jeb. <laughs> and I don't know if you said Aww. Chad and they they thought you said does Jeb. Does it really? Or if Jeb is like your secret Starbucks it name. It does. It says Jeb on a Starbucks oh cup. Oh my gosh. Baby. Also, you guys told me to be quiet and you're really banging that ice around over oh there. Oh my gosh. What is happening with that? I get in that? so much trouble. Are you guys not? I I'm, get in so much trouble from the ice. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling <laughs> you. No, I didn't. You were just right. banging so so I try to, you see how like, slow I move it though? I try to be real quiet. Oh, look at him. That, All right, bring it okay. back here. Yeah. <laughs> it don't work that I way, I did man. not experience it that way, but. It does not know. work that way, Jeb. <laughs> this is your show. I just, is, can we get, just real quick, Is it, are you a Jeb at Starbucks? My Starbucks name Starbucks changes frequently, but not because I'm trying to not be Chad or be somebody different. I have no sort of like hidden agendas with my Starbucks name. I say Chad, but. Often the people at Starbucks, they struggle with some <laughs> version of some South Georgia accent. I was going to say it's the heavy it, accent. <laughs> it comes out, you have no idea. Sometimes it will say Bruce. 
Sometimes it'll say Jeb. Sometimes it'll say Jake. Sometimes. And he's also ordering. What's this coffee you're drinking here? It's got two pumps of caramel syrup. It's no no classic almond milk. Is there any coffee in it? I. I am so proud of where I'm at with this coffee because I started with six pumps of caramel and I have like worked my way down to two. That makes me sick to think so about. I'm, like I'm telling you. Good for you. Listen, man, you'd be nicer to the people at Starbucks. You want to change your name every time you go. Just be a nice dude. Be authentic. I, I, I ordered Zach a coffee too, but he was confused because I brought him a coffee yeah, that said Jeb on it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, who's Zed? Katie, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I, I threw us off with that one, but I just I couldn't not I'm talk about it. I'm glad I got Jeb. to mention the ice because it was bothering me. I'm glad you got the you just get it off your chest, right? I did. I feel better. It happens. It happens so much, Katie. I've told our team, like, we need to have a, like a, a sound bite of that. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, so most yeah. most of the editing is me drinking coffee. So, yeah, I yeah. believe that. Leonard, he can't learn his lesson. <laughs> Every time I take a sip, it costs Justin like thirty minutes of time. <laughs> yeah, seriously, uh, it's really costly. Those, she looked at me like, "Thank you." Those <laughs> coffee drinks cost like thirty dollars when we count all the costs going into them. <laughs> I, I want to to focus on something you're saying as far as because I know like there's a Please, lot of the listeners let's focus on like, what we're talking about here. <laughs> if you drink less caffeine would be a lot easier for us by the way this is a fine time to talk about this you Just go on with whatever by the oh, way no. talking about focusing on something talking about yeah. an entrepreneur chasing the glitter the shine all this yeah. stuff you yesterday sent me a text message on some podcast about focus oh yeah I did and yeah. boy I said about 10 cuss words and deleted that text <laughs> oh it was a video it had a little thing it was like oh I didn't watch it seconds. you need to watch I don't need focus. Yeah. I gotta get stuff. It was done. so good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard? It um, could have changed Jeb's life. He'd listen. Si- <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard Simon Sinek? Is that how you say his last name? Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. Um, I talk I about being ADD. No. Oh, I've tried to find this clip, but you always get distracted and get somewhere else instead. <laughs> he talks about. <laughs> he talks about. <laughs> You guys are idiots. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I've been called worse. <laughs> he talks about, I'm just he, you guys are brilliant kind of. um, with a wacky podcast. <laughs> he talks about ADD as being this soup. He's like, you know, you grow up and everyone talks so horribly about being ADD. He's like, but it's my superpower. I have these intense, because I related to this, these intense moments of focus punctuated by moments of complete um just sort of like chaotic thought patterns but those in, the intense focus and what you can get done during that time is so much mm. more than other people oh, and i love that i'll try and find it yeah. I'm, i probably completely botched that but the the fact that like you have and i experience this, these just moments of such intense focus where you really can get so much done yeah. is um there's those like flow moments right it's just like something sure. like lines up and you're like just able to like be laser focused yes. and dig really deep and, and like really get a yeah. lot of stuff done. You mix a you mix that with a venti coffee with two pumps of caramel. Yeah, and Jeb can get some it stuff it done, was, brother. Jeb that's right. is gonna, it's like gonna be on a roll. Years worth of work. It was packed in like productivity award. Now I want to as as I think that a lot of our listeners resonated when you talked about Cheeky Peach social media like being analog on social media. And uh, by the way, I totally understand that those are not. Like that can't happen. But that's what I don't want someone being like, oh, that dumb girl doesn't know what analog means. Like, I know what it means. (laughs) There's people out there Googling analog on social media. I want to do that. That's what I want you to like to so so the visionary aspect of who you are. Like paint that picture for what what that what you think that means for your brand is is showing up as analog on social media. Like, how do you do that? 
I know this is something you're you're, you're leaning into I this, mean, right? So you're like, hey, I'm gonna a million percent. I mean, I just thought of it on Sunday. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. It's Wednesday, <laughs> but love, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think of I think of catalogs. I think of um, going like I think of what I mean. Just this is straight like the vision board version. Mm-hmm. It's like I think of the things that used to really resonate with people. Like I think about when my mom would get the J.C. Penny catalog. And she would like hide it, I think, because probably it had lingerie pictures in it. I had an older brother. (laughs) But I would like go get it down and I would like look at all the clothes, the Delia's catalog. Any 80s baby knows the Delia's catalog. This was the Bible for fashion when I was in middle school. And so, so I think about value add. And and I'm thinking about how do we tie that concept of like delivering something that just adds goodness and conversation. I'm also thinking about turning our social media into more of a conversational piece. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know yet. It's I mean, I I was just like analog social media. How do we flip? Because that's what I did years and years ago was I took the concept of of using social media at the time people are starting websites and you just put your product on social, mm-hmm. you know, just share it here and then maybe you get a sale. For me, it was like, I'm going to just take part A totally out of the equation. I'm going straight to B and we're going to start a conversation. And then instead of one person coming in, buying one unit, I'm going to get them in, I'm going to style them, and then I'm going to create a customer who's coming back every month and buying multiple units at first, and then we can go, oh, hey, I saw that you bought this, that, and the other. Here, I think this would pair well, and really create this sort of beautiful story for styling their lives. Um, what was your question? That, oh, oh, that's hey. it. It's, it's the analog <laughs> yeah, and social media. Yeah, like, how are so, you marrying those two things and, together? I don't know. But no, I mean, here's the reason when you said it seriously for me, it was again. I'm like, hey, it's the it's the mind blowing emoji. It was like, never thought to put those two together. But I was like, what would that look like? Because there's something about it. It's for me. I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like it, it just there was a brilliance to it. And I'm like, I want to learn more, right? Like I want to know more about that. Which means not that I'm the ultra intelligent person or anything here, but it just means that what you, what you have there is, and I think there's lots of people who are like, yes, because they recognize the same thing you recognize, which is like, Hey, social media, it's got a lot of good. It's also got a lot of bad. That's messing some health up, stuff like that. So how yeah. do you alter it? You're, you're caring about your consumer. Right. You're caring about your community to want to do it different. Right. And it's like, what does that mean to do it different in that way? And I right. think you're onto something. I mean, just amazing. Right. And it's I'll be excited I, to watch the journey unfold with that. I don't know yet if it's amazing. I'll I'll let you know in a couple of oh, it's months. Be. It's brilliant. We'll There's s- something to we'll it. We'll see. There's something but, there. So I would recommend and this is something I would recommend any anyone who's, you know, having these kinds of questions in that 3 to 5 whatever or just curious to look into survivorship theory and to so this is something that came up during COVID lockdown for me. I was um, like everybody else and um, just completely dumbfounded. Everything you do as an entrepreneur is you do so you have control, right? Like mm-hmm. we are in constant, in this constant state of like maintaining control. And then all of a sudden, everything is out of our control. Um, we, If we're screwing up our business, that's my business to screw up. And then all of a sudden, it's like my this is completely out of my hands. So... Um, one of my best friends and um, former employees is like, you know, we're just, she's always just bringing up wacky stuff. She's like, hey, look at this. 
And she pulls up survivorship theory, and I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. Like, the concept that planes in World War II are coming back to the base. And why are we patching up where the holes are? These planes are returning. We need to look at where they're not getting hit and start reinforcing those areas because those are the planes that are going down. And I, st- and I thought about my business in those terms. Oh, wow. So, so we – so. And I've thought about my business in those terms. And, and when I this shift specifically that comes up for me it is that that theory of like you can see the holes, Katie. You know, we, we I see the holes. We all talk about, you know, I, I see young women, you know, and how I've never ordered size 23 jeans before. And people are coming and asking for them. 10, 11 years ago, 12 years ago when I started, a 26 was tiny. I'm worried. Mm. <laughs> I'm worried. So as as a woman, as a mother, as a community member, as a citizen of the world, this is troublesome. So I think about survivorship theory. And then I think about how it's going to apply to the way that I engage with my community on social media and the impact that I choose to have. On my deathbed, I don't want to look back. I'm not going to look back and go, I really wish wish I would have made a thousand bucks on Sunday. You know, that was a loss. It's like, no, no one's doing that. You're like, what did I make someone feel good? Did I impact my community? What was my purpose? Was it, do I feel good about it? And and when I lay my head down, I want to feel good. So yeah, I mean, I, I just think I would recommend people look into that and then kind of think of it in terms of their businesses. You know, where do I need to really reinforce things? What am I doing right? And how do I, you know, it, it's just, it, it kind of, it, it opens the door for asking some very real questions about how you're going to approach your, whatever you're moving into and moving towards. I love the heart that you share with. I mean, again, at, over and over again throughout this conversation, I'm reminded that as business owners, as entrepreneurs, again, it's, it's just so easy to start focusing on the machine of the business. And every time, like you light up when you start talking about the people, whether it's oh, your I team members people. or whether it's the people that are oh, buying your product. But you know what I'm saying? It's so easy to get to get like attracted to like making the business like the most streamlined machine that there is. And sometimes in the process, we can forget the end user journey, which for us is, hey, it's people. It's making, we all exist. All of our businesses exist. If you're there, any listener's business, ultimately, we want to make our lives better, but hopefully we want to make the lives better of those that we're serving, right? Right. And it just keeps coming back to that, coming back to that as you're talking in this episode. Now, which I'm looking at, I'm like, that's why you're so successful is because you know what your passion is, it's staying true to it. And you're thinking about, again, why, why don't we build these things and do all this stuff? Ultimately, like we're trying to make ourselves like, like feel good about what we're doing. And I'm like, people would spend all this money trying to get these things to feel a certain way. Right. And the thing that you're, you're like, I just want to make, if I make people, if I feel like my life made other people's lives better, that feeling that we work so hard to get, you have it. I mean, I we could all end up on a private jet, divorced, <laughs> with kids we don't see, <laughs> but with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and listen, that's not, ever, there's so many, I mean, like there's so many, I mean, our, you know. Yeah. Our, oh, yeah. Our favorites. Yeah, for sure. You know, our besties, Sarah and Jesse. <laughs> you know? No, but our, you know, you look at people and there are people doing it so right and just making bagillions of dollars. And that's incredible. I think that's very hard. And I think, you know, when you think of scale and you think you have to think of the lifestyle that you really want. And it's like, I don't think I want to, I know what I would have to give to get there of myself. And it would cost me more than I'm willing oh, to yeah. put on yes, the line. Absolutely. I just am not willing. Mm-hmm. I 
I want to see my kids. I want to be a really present mom. Their joy is my success in in life and and just my legacy. And I just want to see them happy. And um, so yeah, I think when you come back to it, it's like yeah, I could I could scale my business. Yeah. I've had people like I. I've had people say, I want to, you know, I want to do this with you. I want and, and it's just like, yeah, I don't think so. I just, yeah. I really you know like where want. I'm at. Yeah. Like I, you know, I would love to have a private chat, by the way. That would be <laughs> really great. <laughs> I just don't know that I want to work that hard. No, we were going to get one. Or sacrifice that much. I think that's it. Yeah. We were going to get a jet. And I'm not smart enough to be, like, come up with something. So, you know. <laughs> just get a podcast just... instead. That's what we did. We're like, we'll get the podcast. Okay. It's Can I ride on jet. y'all's private chat? Yeah. We all take, okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. On board, you know. Because I won't have anybody else to get on there. You know, <laughs> if I'm making enough money to have a private jet. Wow, I jet. painted a very bleak <laughs> picture of wealth that's not true. Well, <laughs> no, you said something majestic there, what you said, because this is it. And, I, and Chad and I both do, you know, you do some coaching. We both do some coaching as well. And the one thing that, I push a heart on is look you can achieve this and it's going to take a certain amount to get there like you got to trade something to get there yes so you got to figure out that tension point yes like I call it the path of right resistance like what are you willing like what do you want and what are you willing to give up for most of the time we want more than we're willing to give up and you got to find where those two paths meet you're so right I'm willing to give this to get that I'll take it but it's so hard and again we can get if we're looking if we're comparing to others we'll compare somebody else that's trading everything to get to this point and not realize they're trading everything to get there and if the truth is like find your journey where it's at I love that you're like I'm not gonna you know wake up one day on a plane and realize I don't have a relationship with my kids it's not worth that right and and I think that's and and I say that because that's a real like that's not a real fear for me I'm I'm never gonna have that kind of wealth but I think in terms of like I could have a mid-major like I could compete on that scale I just don't want to yeah yeah I, I'd rather sit in my store and work with my customers and make money the way that feels good for me and not be in meetings on meetings on meetings. That's not who I am. So you're staying true to you instead of yeah, having to run the race of your competitors. You, you, sure. you figured out and it comes mm-hmm. back to this is something I've learned and, and back to needing having to tell myself self things over and over and over. Um, this is something Sally taught me. Sally Holder is just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Oh, a million. Percent. And I think you probably see that where, it's not that outlandish to think you can't have a private jet. You could figure that out and you could build a business that could support that. But that's not what you want. And the right. things you'd have to, just because you can doesn't mean you should because yeah. the things you've got to sacrifice and the th- changes you'd have to make to do it. And I think it's really cool that you're able to identify that and just stay true to it. God, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's to, so hard. <laughs> to be and able I'm to like, do that. You know, and, and like, listen, I think there are people who, who, who do that really well. Like they figure it out. It's, it's so cool to see. It's so cool to see people who have it figured. Who who have been able to have that balance to be at the swim meet yeah. at five o'clock. Like, I mean, if that's not the person I want to take to coffee Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and 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 if that's not the person yes. I'm listening to, um, have these conversations. I would love to to get there. And, and yeah, sorry, Chad. You, no, no, you, I'm just thinking. Like, it's so crazy how perception is so different. Like, the grass is always greener. You are a social media like truly freaking rock star thank you like you mm-hmm. get on there you model stuff you sell stuff you have the most entertaining signs i've ever seen i've ever seen <laughs> oh my gosh they are good like i mean y'all crush it like those aren't me. so thank they you, are so many people and business owners that would honestly give their right arm to have your social media like experience and wisdom and knowledge and following but then you're like 
you know what? I'm ready to give it up. I'm ready to do something different. And so many people are just that see that from the outside looking in are like, I would give anything to have that. And you're like, eh, it's not starting to turn into what, not what I want and something different. I want to, I want to give it up. Yeah. And it's just all about that perception of, of when you look at things and the desire and the one is not, it's, we all get caught up in so many other things and trying to be something or somebody else. And I think you've, you've been able to really stay ahead of that in all aspects of business and personal life. It's really cool. I want you guys to call me every morning and just talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get this hype every morning? You'll get a great. caffeinated call from Jeb every okay. single morning walking you through it. All right, Katie. So no, let's, we didn't say this yet, but Katie's yeah. speaking at the Stronger Business Summit. Katie is... 2022. It's official. Listen, I was already excited about you speaking at the summit. We've been talking about this for like two years now, about you getting more involved in it. And like, you were part of the original Stronger Business Summit with uh, showing up and supporting us and loving it and everything there. And, And I was really excited. Now, I'm like next level excited, like cancel everything else and go hear you talk whenever <laughs> oh, you're speaking you're so because kind. it's Thank you. it is you like better still, you so be, much knowledge be Thank nice you. to me because i'm in charge of speaker scheduling you i'll are. put her at the same time as you you are i'll do that all right katie wrap it up we do a max out moment with everybody at the end of the episode and it is again it's all about being stronger as entrepreneurs right so if we're getting stronger we got to max out every now and then so for you with the lister of the stronger business podcast what would you leave them as your max out moment Max out moment? Max out moment. That's what does right. that mean to you? It means mom when I do the acronym. <laughs> but the, no, it really is from the standpoint of like, if they didn't listen to anything else we just talked about. One tip you'd leave. One tip. Yeah. What's one piece of advice for any entrepreneur uh, that's, that's really just uh, based on the experiences and things you've been through of one piece that you think would hold a lot of value? Oh, these questions are hard. But I think the one thing that, And maybe it's just the resounding theme, so it makes sense for today. I think it would be just remember why you started or remember the initial fire that got things going. And I think that's true for relationships, right? You remember your first, you know, you start talking about your first date when you're out, you know, with your spouse and you get that kind of like fire go. It's like you remember why it all just it began. And I think it just really ignites the passion again. And I think that should be a guiding you know, it should be the North Star through through the decisions you make. Just why did I get into this in the first place? And and don't lose sight of that. That's so good. That's so awesome. easy to lose. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy to forget oh, that so stuff. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and, it is. and not taking the time to look back and remember those things. I think not only is it easy to lose, it's easy to get so busy. We don't oh even gosh. take the time to reflect and even Oh yeah. Have we drifted from that or are mm-hmm. we even looking back to see what what that was You've when we started. Unplug. So one more thing. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, I know say whatever well, you want. The brain. So I listened to this, um, a neurologist speak about the brain and your brain, just like you need sleep, your brain needs time to recover from conversations and stimulation. So un, like unplugging completely um, and having quiet time to reflect your brain needs that almost healing and I don't know again I love to like talk I have a terrible memory the memory of an ant so I will completely (laughs) fudge the whole thing if I try to give you like the facts and and the serotonin and all of this stuff like you'll be like no that's not right Katie but 
the the whole point was you've got to have time to come down and it's got to be it's like okay something just happened I got to call my best friend I got to listen play the podcast I, I play the music da, 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 da. we're so just wired all the time and your brain really needs that to essentially heal and develop thoughts and mm. um and and reactions that aren't reactive and I I I don't know why I said that. It just popped into my head. But I think it's something that's so important. If you are an entrepreneur, you ha- we are going a million miles an hour. I have three kids. I'm so stimulated all the time. I've got to unplug. That long Sunday run, that time that's just for me, unplugged, no stimulation. My brain, it's just like you just leave it and you're like, wow, I just I, I took a 10-day vacation in Fiji. Like it just feels that good to my brain. I mean, I don't know about that, but um, it just feels really right. So that yeah. would be my other piece of advice. Well, those analog moments like that, though, they do give yeah. you the space to reconnect with the why and the vision, right? Instead of just being sure. like constantly consuming whatever sure. media Or just to process what's gone on mm-hmm. in your day and yeah. to have some real rational thought about it that's not reactive, that's not based on some other stimulus around yeah. you. Yeah, so, I agree. I think that's so valuable and good grief, such a, a valuable challenge to our audience listening today is when is the last time you went four hours without checking your phone or your email? Right. Like when have you unplugged for, I mean, an entire week of how many ever hours right. is this in a week? Just yeah. taking, when's the last time you had four hours awake and you didn't check your phone or your email? I think for most people, that's probably been years. Yeah. And, I would challenge, yeah. Cha- I mean, challenge so, yourself to, I have a challenge. I get home and I put my phone on the charger. It's really hard. My business is still open. I really struggle with that. Oh, that's tough. And I put my yeah. phone on the charger in the bedroom. Level. I know, I'm such a crazy person. And you just walk, that's <laughs> I, amazing. I'm not always, I can't always do it, but like I try really hard if I'm in a good, like if I leave, I'm like, okay, the phone goes on the charger. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about my kids and my family, you know? I so, love it. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Katie Jacobs, thanks so much for being with thanks, us on the Stronger guys. Business Podcast. Thanks, Jeb. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Jeb. So Until fun. next time, <laughs> grow stronger. We'll see you guys at the summit. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, be sure to leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online to connect at strongerbusiness.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you at the summit.